Well, hello, and welcome to the Elvery Grove podcast. Elvery Grove is an online community with its contributors based in Southern Africa. The website, blog, podcast, newsletter, and forums seek to encourage families to live lives full of wisdom, creativity, industry, and the interconnectedness of local community. Sign up to our newsletter to receive thoughtful encouragement in your inbox, alongside original poetry, rich words from gifted writers, and much more. In this week's episode, we get to know Elvery Grove team member Robin Doyle. We chat about her unexpected journey to homeschooling, a father's influence in loving the natural world, parenting through grief, and of course, books. We hope you enjoy her story so far and that it will be a great encouragement to you. Well, hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Sarah Spring. And I'm Robin Doyle. And we realized that we forgot to introduce ourselves. (laughs) with our first podcast last week. So um, this week and for a few of the interviews, um, sorry, podcasts coming up, we are going to do a meet the team member um, interviews so you can just hear a little bit more about who is behind Elvery Grove. So today I'm going to be interviewing Robin. (laughs) So um, let's get started. Robin, can you start with who are you? Thanks, Seth. So I am Robin Doyle and I'm married to Gus. And we have four children, and we live in Johannesburg, and I was born in Peter Maritzburg, um, but my parents moved to Johannesburg, I think I was a year old, so really I'm a Joburger through and through. <laughs> um, at the moment, we uh, live in the north of Johannesburg, and we're a homeschool family. Um, Gus is a pastor in one of our local churches, and... Yeah, I spend most of my time homeschooling. <laughs> I also work a little bit for the church as well. I do their social media as well on the side. So that's me in a nutshell, I think. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, so that was going to be my next question. How do you spend most of your time? But since you've answered that briefly, can you explain a little bit more? What uh, What is your involvement in, that, in the home and what is your involvement outside of your home? I love that. So we... Um, we came to homeschooling, I don't know that it was always our choice. Um, we f- uh, sent Jack to nursery school um, in the beginning. And um, there was a time when uh, there was just a decision made by the school that we didn't agree with. We felt like the um, letter of the law was being appreciated more than the child who was mm. involved. And um, that was astonishing for me because I am a qualified teacher. I've always believed in the schooling system. Hmm. I've always thought that education is the way that people are set free, honestly. Like, Hmm. I think if a country invests in education, they are literally setting themselves up for success. Hmm. But um, that day, I literally remember it like my faith in the schooling system as it was kind of died. And, I mean, Jack was so small. He was only three. um, But he literally was... Um, biting his nails down to oh, the quick because he was so anxious and whatever. Anyway, that was the day we pulled him out and none of the other three have ever been back to school. So we've, we became a homeschooling family overnight and it's really been a wonderful journey for us. So we um, tried a few things here and there as Jack got old enough to start big school. Um, and then we finally settled on a Charlotte Mason education three years ago. We had met somebody who was a Charlotte Mason educator. Her name's Margot. I'm sure she'll be on the podcast sometime. <laughs> and um, just with her gentle encouragement, I finally came around to 
a Charlotte Mason education mm. and it has been one of the most fulfilling, rewarding, beautiful things that I think we've ever given ourselves to. So we've really loved it. Um, and then just in terms of my week, um, I need to be at the church staff meeting on a Monday morning, which can be tricky mm. <laughs> in terms of school, but we make school work around that. Mm. And then we usually school Monday to Thursday. And then we are so fortunate because we are we have a wonderful co-op. So we meet every second Friday with our co-op. And then we try and do the alternate Fridays. We either see a friend or do some of the more um, timeless uh, taking tasks like handicrafts or that kind mm -hmm. of thing. We try and keep those for those Fridays. So that's how our life works, really. <laughs> okay. Um, you mentioned that the homeschooling is um, or has been just a very wonderful experience for you all. Can you share one or two things about why that has been such a positive thing so far? Yes, I think, um, you know, I think a lot of Charlotte Mason's teachings are very biblically based. Mm -hmm. And I think whenever you live your life by the principles of the Bible, your life is immeasurably blessed mm. and there's just such a depth and a richness in the things that you're putting your hand to, you know. Mm. And so I think for us, it's not, I mean, there's many things that I could say in terms of a Charlotte Mason education. I think it's beautiful to be singing hymns together and be walking in nature and noticing things in mm. nature. You know, all of those have really deepened our walk with the Lord and mm. our walk with one another. My kids were just, my two older kids were just sleeping over at a friend's house. And I just was so surprised at how um, my kids were with one another. They really missed one another. We're mm. used to being mm -hmm. home together, you mm. know what I mean? Um, and so I think for me, it's just been a focus and an appreciation of of the things that the Lord is doing in us. And the, mm. like definitely noticing the beauty, truth and goodness in our lives, in our home, in people around us, mm. you know, um, it's really made our lives much more beautiful, much more deep. And yeah, it's really been amazing. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what about it has been unexpectedly hard in the midst of all this beauty? Or is it all just beautiful, rich <laughs> yes. nature walks and connections? My children are love? dressed in white every day and it's just beautiful. <laughs> Um, no, I think I think not particularly a Charlotte Mason education has been um, unexpectedly difficult, but I do think that um, just homeschooling in general, I think uh, I think it also depends on your personality. Mm -hmm. And so I think for myself, I am um, I'm a person who likes to tick off the boxes of like, oh, we've done this and we've done this and we've done this, and mm. sometimes life has a way of getting in the way. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes I stress myself out because we're not getting to all the things that I think we should be getting to in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and yet it's actually okay. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's, that's part of doing life together, you know? Yes. Um, and so I think, I think my biggest battle is with myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, there are, difficult things I think having your children at home all day every day I mean I mentioned it last week but my house never looks as tidy and as yes. orderly as I'd like it to look there's always dishes in the sink because mm. we're all at home all the time but all of those things again I feel like are how I hold them you know what my mm. attitude is towards those things 
and almost dealing with my own heart and my own frustrations mm. rather than that they are doing something incorrect or yes. you know what I mean yes. they're just living <laughs> and it's my choice as to whether I that drives me demented or yes. whether I just can uh, can have enough um peace in my own heart that the Lord gives me um that I can be like it's not such a big deal it's just dishes in the sink you yes. know yes yeah yeah thank you um so Along those lines, um, and while we're talking about things that are going well, <laughs> alongside the reality of family life, um, what is a family tradition that you have implemented and are really enjoying at the moment? I love that. I mean, we have a few, and um, I really love all of them. I think that that's what makes your family unique and special and the things that your children will remember for many years to come, you know. Um, but I think one that I'm really loving at the moment is um, on a Tuesday evening, the kids cook with me. So they all take turns. So essentially one child cooks a month because we've okay. got four children. And um, uh, every month we take a turn. So somebody, the next person, child along, gets to plan a three-course meal. So wow. it's a very special dinner. <laughs> oh, but only one of them is doing it a month. Okay. And then the others are just learning my recipes or things that I learn that I use all the time okay. and it's been so lovely because they are the other day Eden was able to make a chicken for me when Amazing. I was running late <laughs> and Jack did mince for me the other day so I'm really seeing the dividends of like just um, bringing them alongside me and I love to have them in the kitchen there's really a I mean, even from the smallest, Kai is only three, mm -hmm. and she loves to stir mm -hmm. the pot or, yeah. you know, chop the whatevers or whatever. And so it's just beautiful to, yeah, I have them kind of in my domain where where most of the other nights I'm like, please get out, there's not enough space for all of us yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but to sort of invite them in and to work together on something is so beautiful. I'm really loving that. That's really lovely. Um. So let's talk about your family growing up a little bit. Do you have any childhood memories that have really impacted how you parent now? Oh, I love that question. I feel like I could um, speak about it for such a long time. <laughs> but um, I think one that always stands out to me is how my dad, my dad's very knowledgeable about um, nature and, I mean, many different aspects of nature. At mm. one stage, he wanted to be a game ranger. And so I just remember hours with him in the garden, mm. in the Drakensberg, all over the place where he would um, teach about whatever was in front of us, mm. you know. So he'd teach us about the grass or the birds or the trees yeah, or the whatever. And and presumably not homeschooling. Oh, no. That <laughs> just was just, yeah, life. no, I was a regular government school kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, just it just was part of who he was mm. and... He loved to share it with us kind of thing. And so, and maybe that was what was special was I think we were with my mom most of the time. So when mm -hmm. dad was home, it was always a treat to have him okay. and have his wisdom and his knowledge um, imparted to us. Um, but I can really see how it's even been such a gift to me as an adult because mm. there's birds that I know that my husband mm. Gus didn't grow up learning about mm. um, and the, that kind of thing that's been so lovely to be able to hand down to my own children you know yes thank you and thanks to your dad <laughs> absolutely um, what uh, have there been any major events in your life that have impacted how your days are your day-to-day 
I think, I mean, so many, <laughs> but I think, I mean, I, I would say my two big ones are obviously having my babies. That's mm -hmm. been a big, um, wonderful change and um, has added so much joy and purpose and meaning mm -hmm. to my life, I think. Um, the second thing that I'll definitely say is accepting that my, uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I mean, I think I was fortunate because I grew up in a Christian home grew up in the church but I think when that really becomes your walk for yourself mm. you know I mean that's literally defining because it's mm. defined marrying Gus it's defined mm. having our children it's defined raising them in a certain way and then I think one of my most challenging times was um my mom unfortunately passed away six when Jack was six months old mm. and so I was a brand new mommy mm. and literally lost my mom overnight and um, we had no idea that it was coming. Mm -hmm. And um, yo, that was that was one of the most challenging seasons of my life to have this brand new baby who needed me all the time, and to to like deal with that grief was mm -hmm. wild. But I've never been through something that was so refining. And in the in the um, in looking back in hindsight, it was so good for me. And um, I think having this six-month-old who needed me constantly kept me going because I mm. think if I hadn't had him, I might have collapsed into a little heap and not come out again, mm. honestly. Um, she was my best, best friend. We were, and I'm grateful for that as well, that there was nothing that was left unsaid between mm. us. We chatted even the night before oh, and wow. said, I love you and I'll see you tomorrow or whatever. Oh, wow. And then, um, so from that point of view, there was no regret um, in terms of the way that we lived and loved one another. Um, and as I say, I'm glad that Jack needed me so much. I had to just keep going mm. and feed him breakfast, lunch and supper every day. So grateful for Gus's support in that time. He was amazing. Um, but I think it's also, you know, the legacy of grief is that we grieve because we loved so much, you know, and it's mm. like it's hard to not have her... I wish she'd met my other children. Yeah. Um, I wish she'd been able to be part of our everyday. I wish she'd been here to help with handicrafts and that kind of thing. <laughs> she'd have been amazing at it and she would have loved it. But I think you also can't dwell on what you don't have, you know. Mm. And so I've really been fortunate to have a wonderful group of moms who are my friends. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of that kind of care that I would have probably found from my mom mm. in that group. Um, and I've been really fortunate with that. I've mm. got wonderful friends who mean my friends for many years. Um, yeah, but I think it it was defining for me, and I think it's made me a much more compassionate person. I don't think I was mm. always so compassionate, but it really has helped me to understand that people really go through very difficult times, and that can completely change who you are, mm. you know. Um, and so I would hope that I go into the world a little bit kinder and a little, mm. little bit more empathetic than I might have been before my mom passed away, you know. But it hasn't been easy. Ten years, I think it's ten years this year that I haven't had a mom. I was only 29 when she passed. Mm. And so to to do this, like, sort of critical decade with very small children without her is tough. Mm. It really hasn't been um, easy and of course it's always hard when it's Mother's Day and all yeah. of those kind of things yeah. you know um, but you get on with it there's no choice that you have you have to just keep going you know um, but I think she would be proud of the mom 
that I am and um yeah, no doubt there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um right, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Since we're talking about things that have changed our life, um could you share um a book that has changed your life? Ooh, so many. <laughs> I think um and this might seem like a strange um uh decision i think there's two that i'd love to mention here the first one is the lord of the rings okay. that's my all-time favorite book the whole thing the you whole it one book thing it's, <laughs> it's literally the only book that i've ever got to the end and cried because i oh. felt like i i missed my friends i, I felt oh. like i'd been on the whole journey with okay. them and when there was no more left to read i was like no <laughs> so that's from that aspect lord of the rings is right up there and then I think another one that has been so helpful on my schooling journey has <laughs> been teaching from rest. Mm, okay. um, I think that that, as I say, I am a, a list ticker. And so I sometimes get into my own head and like to just be reminded again that actually we trust in the grace and the goodness of Jesus. Mm. And you can tick all the boxes that you want to and your children might still not turn out the way that you want them yes. to, or, you know, you can kill yourself giving them the best Charlotte Mason education and it may not amount to anything kind mm -hmm. of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and that's not the gist of the book. The book is that we rest in the Lord and mm -hmm. allow him to do the work in our children. And I mm -hmm. think that that's so good for me because I think I do, often shoulder the burden when mm. I don't actually need to be. Mm. He's working in them and through them um, far beyond what I can even begin to imagine kind of mm -hmm. thing. And so it's I, I literally try and read it once a year okay. because yeah. um, I need to be reminded of those things. Sometimes it feels like my home rises and falls on me. And yes. if I'm not killing myself to get all the ducks in a row, then... Um, you know, something's going to happen kind yes, of thing. Yes. And actually, it's not true, you know, and I need to learn to just rest in his goodness and grace and favor, you know. That, I haven't read it yet, though it's on my list. Mm. <laughs> Is it particular to homeschooling or do you think it would be beneficial to those who aren't homeschooling and who are just generally trying to teach their kids to live a good life i mean it is directed at homeschoolers but okay. i absolutely think you could glean it's full of wisdom okay um yeah i think it would be open to everybody but it is directed at homeschoolers okay. so if you're able to like overlook the homeschool part advice yes <laughs> yeah then um i i think we can all benefit from okay, it i great. think that's also perhaps um, you know, we've seen a rise in books like um, The Ruthless Elimination of Harry, um, mm -hmm. even Atomic Habits or Tiny Habits that you've been reading. Um, and I think all of that is about like ordering our days. And I know that mm -hmm. the habits ones aren't particularly Christian, but I think it is about um, just resting, you know, resting in the Lord, resting in, in the his work is finished and we can mm. rest in that and we don't need to strive and it's so easy in a busy city like we live in to pick things up and like feel like it's all on my shoulders kind of thing but i think it's a good word for all of us mm. at any time to actually just allow him to guide us as to what we put our hands to you know mm. okay thank you um so what other books are on your bedside table at the moment oh my goodness guys i'm embarrassed <laughs> I couldn't possibly tell you all of them because 
Seriously, it's embarrassing. But let me mention the top three. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I think I'm loving uh, Leah Bowden's book. We mentioned it last week, mm-hmm. um, Modern Miss Mason. I think she's such a refreshing voice for Charlotte Mason homeschoolers. Um, but actually for anybody, mm-hmm. really, just for she's so practical and really makes you like we were just talking about, like, just relax. You're like, yeah. nothing's going to fall apart. Try and put some of these in if you can yeah. or don't. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I really just love that about her, that she's so wise and practical, but also so realistic. Yes. You know, she's also got many children who children are older than mine, but she's just realistic about what one person can get to kind of mm. thing. And I just appreciate that voice in this season of my life. I yeah. appreciate that. And then um, I'm really loving a place to hang the moon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't got very far into that, but what I've read, I've really enjoyed. That was recommended by our, within our co-op, many mm-hmm. of the ladies have um, read it. And so that's a gorgeous one. That's just an easier um, novel to read. Very nice. And um, and then we're about to start In Vital Harmony by Corin Glass as a book study. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just... I've read it before, but I'm just dipping into it again. Um, so really looking forward to that. I'm looking at the 20 principles of Charlotte Mason and how they apply to everything. I would even say for people who aren't homeschoolers or who aren't Charlotte Mason homeschoolers, mm-hmm. um, it's wonderful. Again, as I say, um, Charlotte Mason's principles are all based on biblical truths. And so I think if in any way you can implement them into your own life, whether you're a homeschooler or not, I think they're wonderful to read through and Corin Glass has taken them and um, really simplified them to make them easy and accessible to everybody. Mm. So I think that's, I'm really excited to read that again. Yeah. Great. Um, So if you wrote a book about your life so far, (laughs) what would the title be? Ooh, I mean, so many to choose from. I was thinking about this the other day and I think I might go with, it was messy, but it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's great David read that uh, um, maybe it'll happen one day yeah <laughs> that'll be great um, alright let's chat about life experiences if you were given an all expenses paid trip anywhere in the world where would it be well I've always wanted to go to Ireland okay. but the more that I look at it the more I'd love to do like England, Ireland Scotland, Wales okay. but if it was all expenses paid <laughs> I'd want to go on one of those cruises where you go everywhere you know like you can do around uh, the world yeah. for like oh, oh the whole I'd world I'd love that I'd love everywhere. that I think I could travel anywhere but I've always had a particular love for for Europe mm-hmm. and so I think like I would love to do the whole of Europe and yeah and I'd probably go with Gus who's my husband. Um, I mean, we've shared some traveling together before we had kids and mm-hmm. it's the most fun and like the most enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then, but I don't know who would look after the kids. So, <laughs> so maybe so, not this year, but <laughs> yeah, maybe in a while. couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, if there is anything you could instantly be excellent at, what would you Ooh. choose? Mm. I mean, so many things, I think. Like, I think I, um, I'd i love to be excellent at homeschooling. So anything with regards to that, I'd love to know the 20 principles of Charlotte Mason off by heart and just be able to pull them out at a moment's <laughs> notice. Um, there's many handicrafts that I've never 
understood that I can't I can knit but I can't crochet to save my life <laughs> so yeah. I wish I could just understand in my brain how crocheting works I just I just can't make it make sense in my brain <laughs> um, I think I mean I'd love to uh, be a master of theology I'd love hmm. to know like some of that kind of thing um, and then maybe like how to keep house I think that that's an area that my mom was just completely, she was a working mom, mm -hmm. and uh, I think she was just completely overwhelmed with, mm. um, towards the end of her life, she was a teacher, and like at school all morning, and then like marking and everything mm. in the afternoon and into the evening, and I think home just had to take a back seat mm. kind of thing, but I, I do really feel um, inadequate, it's like almost a thing that I'm having to now figure out for myself yeah. kind of thing so yeah. she did some things that were wonderful and she really did try and help in at, as best as she could with the time that she had mm -hmm. but there are some things that I really feel like I'm climbing uphill to teach myself mm. and to um fight for for that my children don't have to scramble up this hill yes. like I am kind of thing yes. and so I think that would be another one is to just instantly be a genius at all things homemaking <laughs> That would be wonderful. Uh, well, what things are you doing well in that you used to struggle with? Because I feel like all those things I would come to you for advice on. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> um, I think I think one thing about me is that I try and do everything a hundred percent, and so and that can be quite overwhelming. But I think um. Shoo, that's uh, taken me a bit by surprise. Like, um, I mean, there's many things that I think I'm getting better at. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think I've arrived. But, like, even like that, I think I work hard at managing our home. Mm -hmm. And so I think I am better today than I was five years ago, yeah. you know? Well, what things are not a big deal to you now that used to be a big deal? Sure. Um... I mean, things like, this is so silly, but it, like stuff like laundry. I think laundry that's was silly, completely, <laughs> I suppose that's true, but yeah. just completely like baffling to me. Mm -hmm. And now you just do it. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so even like, and I, I suppose it's also because you grow with your children as well. Yes. So like, you know, the things that you did with the first child have become old hat by the time you've yes. got a fourth child yes. kind of thing. And yes. so I think... I think one of the lovely things about me is that I've become more relaxed. Um, oh, okay. And I think... In getting better at these things. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But also that I just realized it's not such a big deal. Like okay. if a kid misses a nap or, yes, okay. um, you know, we'll make a plan. Like, oh, yeah. sure, your child can sleep at our house. We'll find space for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas um, I think when I first had babies... Um, I'm a very, I like things in a certain way. Okay, yeah. And so, I, you know, I needed to visualize how's this going to be yes. and then okay. have everything prepared and ready. And I've become much less like that. I think I'm much more flexible. How's that? Okay. That's a good word. Okay. I'm much more flexible just in, it's okay, we can accommodate that hmm. maybe. And maybe there's also a bit of margin in my own heart and life and I think that's also got to do with moving into a bigger home like we do have physically we have space mm. to accommodate people and accommodate needs that might be a little outside of our comfort zone how's Your that plan yeah outside <laughs> of the to... plan and it's okay yeah. you know um but it's it's been that's been a journey for me 
and a growing and an enlarging in my own mm. heart rather than like somebody putting that on me kind of thing yeah yeah that's all well done thanks <laughs> there are many things as it turns out um if you could have any guests around your table, living or dead, Ooh. who would you gather for a dinner? Oh, I, I would love um, Charlotte Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love my mom to come for dinner. I would love, I think, Jesus to come for dinner. And the last one, ooh, ooh, so many people. Who needs to meet Jesus? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> No, but I wouldn't want to have Hitler around my table. Um, I think I would love... Hmm, sorry to take your time. I'm just <laughs> thinking who I would love to have. You know, I'd actually love to have my gran. I'd oh, yeah. love to have my gran around my table and for her to see the mom that I've become. Hmm. I'd, yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Um, so let's just chat about current culture and where we are mm. living these days. What about current culture do you find discouraging? But also, once you finish telling me that, um, <laughs> how do you think you or others can be an encouragement in that area? I love that question. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I don't like is this culture of instant gratification. And of course, we've mm. seen that more and more with um, smartphones and I mean I see it in our children mm -hmm. they don't know what it's like to have to wait for their tv program to come on mm. or you know that you can't just finish lunch and then put on whatever tv program you've got or whatever like they don't know anything about waiting for something mm -hmm. or even like saving money I feel like is such a mm. difficult thing for them to now understand like no we're not buying that now you mm -hmm. need to save up to get that in six weeks or in a year or whatever and so I think part of the sort of slowing down and really enjoying life um and it's something that I really hope to um put into my children at their young age so that it becomes part of who they are for the rest of their lives just mm. this savoring time mm. together outside and you know it doesn't always have to be a rush from a to b and mm -hmm. it's something i suppose getting back to your answer just i mean question just before this um you know working on actually i don't need to be doing everything mm. what what are the good things what are the beautiful things what are the true things mm. you know and really be setting our the tone of our home, the pace of our life to those things, you know, because mm -hmm. I think it's very easy to just be busy, 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 yes. busy. But I don't know that it's always um, good for us. In fact, I know that it isn't always yeah. good for us, yeah. you know. And so, um, so just, yeah, trying to slow, intentionally slow us down mm. um, for the benefits of, of like future reward and like yes. the benefits of um true relationship with one another mm. and like um just yeah enjoyment of beauty in our world with one another i think that that's so beautiful and so even to live like that intentionally outside of our home to invite people into our home to see a slower way of doing things to see a more beautiful way of doing things you mm. know and that doesn't have to be anything ostentatious mm -hmm. or over the top or like you've cleaned your house for six years kind of thing but I, I feel like it's almost like a state of being mm. um in your heart 
in your mind as a family, you know. And so I think that for me is a way that we endeavor to kind of counterculturally be in mm. the city and in this world, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Um, so what about not necessarily current culture, but current days <laughs> what about living in the time that you're living in do you find exciting Ooh, good question um i think one of the things that i love about being who we are in the age that we are is that we fall into this tiny microcosm of children who grew up without technology largely mm -hmm. and then our adulthood has had technology mm -hmm. and i think that that's quite an exciting and interesting place to be mm -hmm. because I feel like my peers are we are quite good at being able to straddle both and I think mm. that that's part of what we're fighting for is for our mm. children not to be engulfed like just with technology and mm -hmm. to be on phones and screens and whatever all the time I'm not saying that those things don't have their place I absolutely do believe that mm -hmm. and I think that you actually are um, doing your children a disservice if you don't help them to manage technology mm -hmm. in a responsible way these days. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's quite an exciting um, place to be, to be able to mm -hmm. kind of look down both lenses mm -hmm. and see like what a traditional childhood was like without mm -hmm. all of that distraction. And then also to be able to like guide our children and um, I mean, it's so exciting to see some of the innovations that are coming out, mm. even things on like gut health and things that we've never understood mm. up until now, I think is amazing. Mm. And um, my mom actually had Crohn's disease and that's what she, what she died from. But that gut disease, I mean, that gut health, like I was I'm like, oh, well, she lived like mm. 10 years later because there's really many things that like mm. are now coming out. Mm. And so I'm always fascinated by like new technology, mm. new things that are helping people. I think we were talking the other day, Sarah, about how they're using drones to deliver medicine into areas oh, that have yeah. never been able to have yeah. medicine. I mean, that that kind of stuff is so exciting to me. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's what a time to be alive, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. Um, all right, we're going to head towards wrapping up now, but still a few more questions. Um, what is one thing that will instantly make your day better? Oh, I think whenever my children come to me and just are like, I love you, mom, or I'm so happy to see you, or good morning, mom, <laughs> that will, that's the best. It's the <laughs> best, best, best. So that's, yeah, that's my quick answer. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and what is something that you are really enjoying that surprises you? <laughs> Actually, funnily that we've mentioned this already in this podcast, but I think this slowing down, mm. like I'm I'm not a, I'm a very type A personality. I like mm. to get things done and to, mm. as I said, mark off the checklists, mm -hmm. but I'm really enjoying just slowing down and really taking time to prioritize the things that are worth prioritizing and giving those things time has really given me a richness and a joy that I haven't known before mm. this season so I really am loving that um we spoke a little bit about um something that you used to struggle with that you are feeling better about yes. now which is kind of what you've just said as well just the slowing down yes what is there something else that you are intentionally 
working on slowly to mm. get better at. I love that. I um, I mean, so many things. <laughs> I need a lot of help in a lot of areas. <laughs> but I think I think that's one of the ways that like homeschooling is so lovely is like I can see how when I first taught Jack in his first year, I literally mm. had no idea what I was doing. Mm. And when I taught Eden in her first year and Grayson will be his first year next year, mm-hmm. it feels like you become better and better at it because oh, you, do. you know what you're dealing with. This is just like and parenting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And so shame my poor guinea pig firstborns. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, and I think that that's even contributed to that sort of relaxing into myself. Mm-hmm. It's like it's okay. I know that kind of nothing you can do is gonna break them, kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Unless you're really being a monster and like. Mm-hmm. But, like, if your heart is good and you're trying to bring them this beautiful education, anything can be fixed or changed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And mm. so I think, um, yeah, I think that that's – and I think I do endeavor to be better. Mm-hmm. I do, and that is something that I work at constantly. How am I better um, in terms of my job? How am I better in terms of my parenting? How am I better in terms of my – being a wife to Gus, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I do work at those things. Mm-hmm. And so I think I do see the results of those things. So I don't know that there's necessarily one thing I can easily say, oh, I've got better at mm-hmm. cooking. <laughs> but um, but I think I constantly am working on myself, yes. you know, trying okay. to get better yeah. at everything. Because I think a better mom, wife, person yeah (laughs) Yeah. is good for you it's good for the people Mm. around you it's Mm. good for the world you know onward and upward absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um so what are you grateful for today oh so many things so many things i think i'm i mean I'm, i'm always so grateful to walk with the lord so grateful for his care and his leading and his just his smartness. I don't know, that's probably the wrong word. His wisdom. wisdom. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> but just, yeah. yeah, he just, he's his thoughts are so far above ours, you mm. know, and ours are so limited and so finite. So to have his leading in our lives mm. is immeasurable. Mm. And then, of course, my family, I couldn't do this life without them. So, mm. so very grateful for them. And then... Yeah, the area that he's got us, we're, we're in a beautiful home at the moment and just so grateful to be able to throw open the doors and allow people to come in and be with us, you know. And then this beautiful homeschool um, co-op that I find myself in and friends that I've been friends with for years and years and years and some that I've recently met, but just a beautiful, encouraging space to find myself in women who love the Lord and love their children and love their husbands and are trying to endeavor to do things beautifully you know Mm. it's really not something that I take for granted and I'm very very grateful to be Mm. part of it thank you and our last question after all these questions (laughs) is what is something you would like people to ask you more wow um hmm um I think, you know, when I was thinking about this question, I was actually thinking how little we really talk to one another. Mm-hmm. I think often you'll say to people, especially in the city, like, how are you? And everybody's like, fine, and off we go kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I think it, it's lovely to ask some of these questions. Who mm-hmm. are you? Like, how are you? What's going on with you? In a in a way that 
somebody indicates that they really care and that they really want a real answer you know um so i maybe this is too vague it's not a specific question but i think and it's a challenge for me because as you're asking me what i would like i'm challenged to now be that person to mm. ask somebody else mm. but to really care how are mm. you what's going on in your life what's happening with you um you know because i think we we're quick to pass over each other um and just say oh fine i'm sure sarah's fine she's got a smile mm. on her face I see her there <laughs> yes i see you but um to actually really be intentional and be a good listener to have a heart that is open and waiting for a good answer i think which so. is also really linked to slowing down absolutely isn't it? To having that thought of somebody else or absolutely and thinking past mm. yourself hey mm. like um but i suppose if i did just do one answer or one question i think it would be um maybe like what are you most proud of in your life or mm. what have you what's your greatest accomplishments i guess um because it would be like my children and my home mm. i think i am I don't think I'm perfect by any manner of means, but um, I'm really proud of the things that Gus and I have chosen to mm. put our hands to. I'm mm. proud of the ways that we've chosen to live. It's not always easy. In fact, it's usually not very easy. <laughs> but I feel like we are striving for something, and I mm. think we're seeing the fruit of that in our children. Mm. We see the fruit of that in our home. And so, yeah, it's it's the thing that I can probably wax lyrical on, um, I could talk for this whole podcast <laughs> just on that. Um, but yeah, I love I love what we've built, you know, mm. and it's it's been a beautiful existence and I'm proud of it, you know. Mm. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. I'm so glad to be a part of your Me too, beautiful to have existence. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for answering all these questions. <laughs> thank and you. It's been lovely. <laughs> we'll chat next time. Yes, I'm looking forward to interviewing you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more content like this, visit www.elvierygrove.org.